When you rest like this, you don't check the forecast, everything's gonna rain. Yeah, made a brick do a brick, ain't gonna fuck shit, this pure cocaine. Yeah, from the streets, but I got a little sense, but I had to go cook no brain. Cook no brain, I ain't worried about you, I'ma do what I do, and I do my thing. My thing. All the brand new shoes, told to kick rocks, don't stand too close, I mean, kick rocks, stand hey, red. Hey, 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 welcome back, season two of Fuck Them Books with Ebony Diamonds. I was so pressed for this. I enjoyed season one so much. I just felt like we was all doing our thing. And, you know, like I was able to just be me, man, 150 fucking percent. I love it. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for coming back to listen. This is the very first episode. And I'm speaking with someone so fucking special today. Um, Cartier, like, I swear he is so fucking dope. When we spoke, like, I cannot wait for y'all to hear this interview. I, I told him at the end it was everything I expected. It was everything I knew it would be from him. You know what I mean? Like, as a gentleman, as an author, a man, you know, just totally clear-headed, like, type of dude. That's, that's you know, a breath of fresh air right there. So, um, I have two segments I'm doing after that. You know, I always do my music, so you know y'all gonna have to be you know clapping them cheeks and shit when that music get to popping because i'm playing some real shit y'all here i got pure cocaine playing i fuck with little baby big shout out so i know y'all is ready so um let me think it's pure cocaine This shit was lit. It's sexy and like hood. Yes.
calling me. I feel like she's stalking me. You at home and she with me, so morning it's an argument. Gucci man be dogging it, be nerd down straight pounding it. Drilling on your sheets, got your blanket at the laundromat. Wait, baby girl, throw it back. Oh man, my catch heart attack. Gucci man, I hardly dead. Smack it like I'm mad at that. Sweaty sex, so passionate. All sex, she master Milwaukee is something else. It's a small city, but once you start 
know everybody. It's like a family affair. I mean, you have you have your goods and your bads, your pros and cons, like everywhere else. But I mean, Milwaukee for me, growing up, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the street. I learned a lot about like just kind of being able to adapt to any environment situation. So um, I won't say I hate, but also won't say that I don't. You know. Don't admire the things that I've learned. So, so Milwaukee is got a special place in my heart. It's very small, yeah. There's a lot of fear, a lot of cheat. Also, it can be a lot of fun too. It's also pretty crazy, but oh. <laughs> crazy like what? I mean, you got to. I mean, got to. Yeah, it's got. You know, you got to, your crime and, and whatever else, some crazy people and whatever. But uh, you know, for the most part. Everybody knows each other, man. Just try to find something in the city to do. And I'm starting to notice now in Milwaukee that there's a lot of entrepreneurs starting to blossom, uh, which is good. I mean, it's that's always that's what, a good thing. Yeah, it's always good to see a lot of people, a lot of starting to prosper and a lot of people starting to try to develop themselves in different ways and invest in them. So that's really what Milwaukee's been on since this quarantine stuff has started. Okay, so growing up, like, did you always want to write? That was, like, your thing? It's crazy because um, when I was younger, I used to write little short stories, even when I was, like, 10. But they never really, you know, they never really honest nothing. Just me writing whatever I can come to mind, um, just to pass the free time. And it wasn't just stories. It was, like, poems and things like that. But as I started to grow and started to go more into high school and even my freshman year in college, that's when it became more serious thing for me, and it started to be, you know, when Facebook started to get very popular, that's when, you know, right. that, to start posting short stories on Facebook started to kind of kick off me, and slowly my, my, I want to say my popularity, my growth, my fan base started to kind of grow just a little bit in the short story realm, and then I got a couple of people suggesting, like, you do something and turn it into something, so you can get it published, maybe, right. so. But going, I mean, being when I was younger, I didn't really have that thought in mind. Obviously, when we were younger, we don't really think like that. Like, I want to do this, right? We change what we want to do so many times in our lives that even now, as adults, you know, we still sometimes say we want to do one thing, and then we still say, you know what? On second thought, I'm gonna do this instead. But you know, writing has always been a part of my life, but it really has never been mm-hmm. as a fixture as it is now. Right. It was never like your center. Right. Yeah, exactly. So you have a thousand poems, I'm sure. I should have asked you to read you a poem on here. <laughs> I love poetry. And honestly, if you still um into poetry, I have a poet group, and it's over 3,000 people in it. It's been going strong for about six years now. Um, they get some dope stuff in there. You can put your own stuff in there. You know what I mean? People so supportive. Like, I swear, so positive. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, if you want to look into it, it's called Black Poets and Authors. I incorporated the authors after I, you know, started, you know, publishing and stuff like getting published. So if you do want to, you know, you're interested, it's some beautiful stuff on there, I promise you. So um, so, um, you were about to talk. It's dope. I'm sorry I cut you off. No, you good. No, it's definitely dope, though. I was in another group called, uh, I think, Black Poets Matter or something like that. And that's kind of yes, where I got my Yes, yes. Yeah, super dope. 
It, it really is. And, you know, it's something so beautiful about it. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people don't like poetry, but a lot of people do. And there's so many different styles. That's why I think it's, like, the best thing about poetry. And writing, honestly, there's so much you can do with it. You can do whatever the hell you want. Like, whatever the hell comes to your mind, that's what you do. And it comes up so beautiful. I mean, that's how I feel about writing. Like, oh, my God, do you feel like when you sit down, do you feel like you're about to burst if you don't get your stories out? Yeah, yeah. After a while, you know, <laughs> I, I, story on that one. I had um, a couple of situations where one of my laptops shut down on me right as I in my life, like one of my uh, books that I just dropped. It's so crazy because, like, in the summer, you know, what we really do in the summer is travel. We we do whatever. But for right. me, I really put out a lot, of, a lot of my books or I start the process down to start outlining and getting the first 5K or 10K done. So when I didn't have a laptop, I was like, damn, man. You know, now. It makes um, you like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like you live in a prison. Like you don't really understand. You don't. People don't really understand how much writing consumes our lives. You know, mm-hmm. they're outside spectrum. So as a writer, you know, we take writing every day and every second of the day that when we don't do it, it's like, okay, we're missing something. Like, you'll be it's laying in bed. And, yeah, it's like you get that, that that part of air just in your life. Like, uh, something got to be, I got to be something. Like, this is just crazy. I need to write something. Like, you got to get it out. <laughs> yeah. I oh, feel it. Don't, oh, my God, it feels so good. Like, especially when you got you a dope storyline. I know you're working on one. You got you a yeah. dope storyline, and you just sit in there. I don't know. What, what's your element? What do you get into when you about to write? Like, for me, I, you know, of course, I say it all the damn time. Everybody know what I like to do. <laughs> I like to smoke. So, you know, I light my blunts up, and, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm writing. I'm in a zone. What are you? What is your zone? My zone is either rap soul or neo soul music. And you know, I play it in the background. I stick on something. Usually I sit on Tennessee or something like that and just, mm. and just you know. Young gentleman shit. Yeah, yeah, you know, especially the erotica or it's like a urban romance. But if it's something crazier, though, like that takes a lot more um, to just like get that intensity level setting in. So like something something else has to go on. Like I watch a lot of like hood like violent movies or something, just kind of think, okay, how am I going to do this character? How am I going to do that character? Uh-huh. You know? That puts you in a whole different type of uh, atmosphere where you got to write about filling this characters and people doing a lot of crazy shit versus just writing love stories. Now you got to be in a darker side of the state of mind, and you got to try to put yourself in that because we're really just yeah. getting these characters you know, from a writing, you know, uh, situation process. So we're not really – it's like being an actor. You know, you got to portray all these different characters in one mind. So it's like it's – it can be kind of dark sometimes, so this is, you know, a different process for a different genre, but uh, I always got a cup of Hennessy or something in my hands regardless. <laughs> Picking up sipping, legs getting all warm and shit sitting there. I tell you, I cannot drink. First of all, I can't drink. I haven't been able to drink properly since college. I had caught, caught alcohol poisoning. That's a whole other damn story. But trying to be grown, you know how it goes. <laughs> Trying to be gone, couldn't handle it, could not handle it, and end up getting sick. And I'm here, I am 33 and still can't drink like that, man, I'm telling you. But it's like um, like that shit really takes you to another zone, you know, especially when, yeah. you you know, you drinking. It gives you a, you know, you're drinking some smooth shit at that. So it's giving you, you know, that smooth-ass state of mind so you're able to write that romance on some smooth shit. But then you got this twisted shit because Doc Looker ain't no joke. So you got this twisted yeah. shit. <laughs> 
popping up in your mind. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of balances itself out. But me, I'm telling you, I I gotta smoke when I write. I can't drink because I won't get shit done, or I'm gonna be throwing up in somebody's toilet, man. I'm telling you, I can't do it. I know I'm a sucker. Look, liquor can do it to you. See, I don't mind smoking either. Like, especially if it's Usually when I smoke, though, I don't smoke when I outline, because that's when all the best ideas start to come to mind when I'm in that stimulated, mm-hmm. you know, sense of mind. So I'll smoke one, and then I'll lay that, lay in my bed or something, or just lay your system and just think, like, okay, man, like, this is usually when all my great, crazy-ass ideas come to mind. Uh-huh. So like I'll, and then I'll, you know, when you sober up a little bit, you're like, damn, I wrote this shit down. That's kind of cold. That's, that's you know, you that's know, actually hey, You know like, damn, I'm crazy as fuck. I don't know if I can write Right. And it's crazy because you go back and read your shit like you ain't write it. And they'll be like, damn, what the fuck I put this in there? <laughs> that, like a whole other person writing. I'm telling you, that's some cold shit, man. I'm telling you, that's some cold shit. And I just love the fact that all of us, and you know, that's why I've never been like a, a, a tight knit. Of course, all of us ride for the company, whoever, whatever. But at the same time, I've never been one to, you know, like, click up with only the company. That's why I support everybody. You know what I'm saying? And when I saw y'all, like, I swear, like, I say everybody, I share it. Here you go. This shit lit. Read this. You know what I'm saying? It's like I want to see everybody, but the one thing that I think we need to do better on is male authors. Mm -hmm. Like, I swear, we have to do better. It's a female-dominated industry. Yeah, exactly. Tell me, like, how does that feel? Talk to me about that. Like it's, you know, when I first joined the industry, I never really got warning or a lot of foretelling about how the industry is set up. So I didn't really know a lot about, you know, of course, like the publishing, you know, the clicks and the bad. You know, I heard a lot about the good, not a lot about the, about the bad. So you start to kind of observe that yourself and you think like that. Mm-hmm. This is how this shit going to be. So mm-hmm. every year since 2015, I've seen things, I've experienced things, I've sat back and I've watched things happen. But the one thing that has always bothered me is the fact that there's only one particular gender dominating this industry. When you look back in the older times and you had guys like Donald Goins and Eric Dickey, who still, you know, he's yeah. still prevalent back in the day when you only could get books like the books they write and libraries yeah. and things. Kindle, you know, you saw a lot of male authors and women saying, you would see saying and Eric Jerome on the same shelf, you know what I'm saying? You would see Sister Soldier on the same shelf with like yeah. Carl Weber. You know, now it's kind of like women, 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 women. One male, women, 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 women. Yeah. Male. It shouldn't be like that. And it's not I, not I love the women, but at the same time, like it should be balanced because there are a lot of great male authors. It's crazy. You'll tag hey, all male authors comment on this status and you'll see so many male authors you never heard of before. Yeah. So many male out here writing yeah. great books that ever heard of, never seen, and then you'll see readers and be like, oh, I never heard of this person. I never read they before, and then you'll check the Amazon catalog. They got three reviews or one review or two reviews. It bothers me because I know that there's so many readers out there that will flock to one one Absolutely. great author or two great female authors. And those same readers could be fluctuating. They could be, you know, rotating every author or at least, you know, a great male author. You got Jada Ryder now. You got yep. uh, how controversial he is. You still got a guy like Juan Mills out here. And then you got, yep. like I said, you still got Eric Jerome. You got all these different male authors out here. Cardell Rice, you know. Um, yeah. All these 
people spend time putting that same craft, humble, you know, hustling, and they're not really getting that same love. So I do question that, like, is it about the male altar that people, you know, try to distance themselves from? Because if you think about it, a lot of the male authors from the back in the day are responsible for how we all are. Women, males today, all of us. A lot of those those authors from the day are responsible for where we are right now. So mm-hmm. it's, kind of, it's crazy. Like, it really is crazy. I hope it changes. Like, 2020 is a crazy year as it is, you know. Yeah. I just kind of want to see that, that vibe. I mean, you do have some of those authors and publishers that kind of do make look at male authors or women authors differently, you know, based on the Leo Sullivan shit, based on the Porsche Sterling right. shit, based on all that shit developed. Now you look at it that certain male authors differently because of what he did. So mm-hmm. I hope that there is a lot of great male authors. Like, I only named a couple, but there's, so, there's like thousands, you know. It's a lot. It's, it really is a lot. It's And y'all really of- been writing for us. And you know what? That's what I say. I appreciated y'all so fucking much. Like, I swear to God, when people was trying to dog us, you know what I mean, coming for us and for no fucking reason, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. y'all really stepped in. Like, especially you, you was not playing, bro. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You 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 were not playing. You were like, like I saw that passion. You know what I mean? When you were writing them comments, you did not understand. Like, why are y'all coming for them? Why are y'all treating them? You know, like they did something wrong. You know, they they lost everything, and yet y'all still kicking them while they down. That's what I saw in your comments. You know what I mean? How you worded it may be different, but you definitely spoke on us. And I, I fucking appreciate that. Like, dead ass. That was some real shit right there. You wasn't letting it slide. Yeah, of course not, because, you know, I've been, you know, I've been signed to two different women um, in the industry, both of them, you know, and the one I'm seeing, like, I'm still signed to Teeth, and she's helped a lot, but, you know, no matter who it was, I got a lot of respect and a lot of emphasis from the women in there, you know, um, so I have to hold that, that same respect and to that high regard to know that y'all didn't do anything wrong, y'all, y'all didn't deserve the shit that happened to y'all. Right. Year, so especially around the holiday season, like, I feel like that was one of the things I did know was that there are some publishers that I felt like was kind of funky. I didn't really move and rock with them. And, mm-hmm. you know, Leo and Portia and all them, I didn't really rock with them. I never really felt that vibe. I never really felt they, like they was carrying something out them that, you know, was positive. But I just never spoke on it because it wasn't my business. But then when you see <laughs> have, that it does affect your friends and your family, like people that you consider, like, close people to you, you start to say, like, damn, I'm tired of sitting back and being silent, you know. Yeah. I, I sit in the shadows so much that I never really speak my mind on shit that happens in the industry and pertains to me. But when you things happen to people that do love you or do folks speak to you on a daily basis, now you got to be like, right, i got to stand up and be like, all right, this is some bullshit, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't fuck with that. I don't rock with that. I don't buy them. That's some, and you, know, you definitely fuck, did that. Fuck, you, yeah. Navi, Willie, like, y'all really was not rocking. Like, I, I really saw y'all, like, you know what I mean? And that's why, I don't know if you noticed, we always shared y'all books and shit like that, and it always made us wonder, why why is it like this? You know what I mean? Like, we did wonder that yeah. shit. Because it was some dope male authors. Like, I think Leo even had a male author, Rico, I think it was, signed under him. And I think, um, who was the other one? It was one more under him. Dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, dope. And it's like, why are y'all looking because they're males? You don't feel like they can what? Like they missing some type of trait? That's not fair. Like you said, we used to read the best of them, man. Carl Weber. 
We used to yep. read uh, Eric Jerome Dickey, all of them. We used to read the best of them. Kwan, like, what's the difference? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. We definitely got to do better, and I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Like, on behalf of the industry, like, we definitely got to look out for y'all the way y'all look out for us. You know, it, yeah. it shouldn't be separated like that. And now, you know, from now on, I'm going make, to make it a fucking note. Every time I see y'all cover, share, put it in my group. You know what I mean? Like, I'm giving you, you know, permission. Put your book, you know, in my group. Because, you know what I mean? Like, you carry yourself very well, first of all. You know what I mean? You're not no disrespectful dude. You don't talk like no fucking psycho-ass future-type nigga. You know what I mean? Like, you're very gentleman-like. And that, that's a quality that's hard to find in certain people. But a lot of y'all carry that. You know what I mean? A lot of y'all carry that shit. And yeah. it, it should be appreciated. Because we seen the worst of it, honey. So... <laughs> Yeah. Like, why not get with the best? Why not try to promote the best? It ain't always got to be nothing fucked up. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah. So definitely I mean, drop your shit in my group. Like, when you get your, you know, anytime you drop, tag me, whatever you got to do. All of them, fuck it, all of us, man. Tag us. Shit. <laughs> we with it. it. You know, that's highly appreciated because, you know, I, I noticed that there are some um, close relationships those bonds between the males and the women. But like you said, it could be, it can grow. It can always be way larger than it is, you know. And it doesn't have to be something where it's like this person messing with that person, this person dating that person. It doesn't have to be a romantic yeah. thing. That's cool too, but, you know, just a situation where, like how I see you mentioned earlier about the businesses, that a lot of authors are blossoming now in the business world and creating their products, creating their different, you know, beauty products or this or hair or lashes, mm-hmm. that, you know, if a male author, and, I, and that's the thing, you know, with me, when I see a lot of the male authors, they just kind of sit in that bubble where they want to just write books. They don't really think about doing other stuff. And if they do do other shit, you know, they don't really make it too known in the public eye. They don't want to be out here too much or posting too much. And me, I don't give a fuck. Because in my mind, right. this is what I do. This is what I was born to do. I desire to do it because I love to do it. So, like, I'm a, I'm a post all night. I'm a pro myself all night. You know, I'm going to interact with people all night, engage all night long, you know what I'm saying, and make sure people know and see my face or see my name as much as they can before I drop that next book because that's what I need to do. You know, sometimes I talk to a couple of male authors about that and trying to just tell them, like, hey, look, you ain't got to be quiet. You ain't got to just wait for your book. Right. Body. None of that. You know what I'm saying? Make people hear you. Make people see you. You know, you sometimes. A lion is as deadly as they can be when they're just stalking their prey. Sometimes people don't really, you know, take into the importance of a lion until he roars. You got to roar sometimes and let people hear you because in the end, just like all these women are dropping all these products and this and that, making money off that shit, we can be doing the same thing. So mm-hmm. while we're being ignored, we also can do something to not be ignored without having to bash, without having to be in the public eye in a negative way. You know, exactly. Bashing. In the industry, called uh, uh, you know, derogatory terms. We ain't got to do that shit. Now, I never really been a fan of that. But um, you know, there is a way we can do that where we can get attention and you know keep ourselves in the public eye in a positive light. And those readers get those people who can they can be like, I know that male author. He's so I read yeah. it. Oh, this and that, man. So it's just it's kind of a double edged sword. Like just a lot of people who are purposely trying to be ignorant just because they think it's all about them and they making any money so they shouldn't give a fuck about nobody else. And then there's some who are opening up and then there are some who already are opened up and I appreciate all of it because in the end, you know, the readers are what makes us who we are. So 
you know, I think that there are some readers that are kind of crazy and you got to kind of think about them in a different way. But for the most part, you know, I do have some readers who I do appreciate and they have been there since day one, still reviewing my shit, still liking my shit, still supporting me, sending me positive yeah. messages. When they don't hear from me in a while, it's highly appreciated. I'm going to keep, you know, I ain't going nowhere yeah. no time. I'm going to make it my yeah, to change that guard and make sure that this shit changes and make sure that women and males learn how to bond with each other. Yeah. It don't always have to be what you said either. It don't always have to be on those no sexual. Like I said, when you post and stuff, you can see it's like a very respectful thing. You know what I mean? You always, you know what I'm like, I can see it, you know, and I'm sure everybody else does too. And it's it's like, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? This shit is going to change. And it can fucking change. We got to keep talking about it. Like, I swear, keep talking about it, because why is it fair that, you know, like, the industry has shifted? Of course, it's always shifting, but it kind of split. You know what I mean? Like, instead of shifting together, it's split. Exactly. Yeah. So we got to fix that shit, because, like I said, I bought one of your books only because I kept seeing, like, these good things. I see your cut. Like, I'm like, okay, this nigga... Let me check one of these books out, but I never get a lot of chance to read. Like, and that's a lot of us authors. We don't get, like, a chance. But when I see a book I'm interested in, I'm saying, I'm going to read this shit. You know, I'm going to read this. That's yeah. why I picked it up. And I'm trying to think of the damn name. I'm so mad. I should have got it in my mind before I started talking. <laughs> but the last one that you dropped, I, I shared the cover for it a few times. Um, I picked it up. So I'm definitely going to read it. I'll let you know what I think about it. Everybody needs to pick up all of your damn books. It don't matter that you have a penis. That don't mean you can't write. Exactly. Penis? That yeah. sounds so dumb. Dick. That didn't even sound right coming out of my mouth. Penis. <laughs> crazy. You know my ass crazy. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. But no, I, I totally agree with you. What'd you say, bro? You're definitely right. I mean, it's, it shouldn't matter, you know. What what you got or, or or what you know what gender you identify with? We all trying to do the same things, you know. Yeah. All, all trying all to get to the top. And that's what it is. We all got our stories to tell. And that's why I'm going to read it. And that's why I said, you know what, from now on, I'm going to just pick up a lot more male authors. Because, like I said, if you look at my thing, you know, I got some Quan in there and, you know, shit like that. I stopped reading, um, like, Carl Weber and them. It seemed like they kind of shifted, too. Um, Not that they couldn't write anymore, but they started writing, like, for an older audience. I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it started yeah. to get away from me. So, um, I, you know, I saw I'm looking for new, you know, so, hey, let me – replace, you know, the male authors that I don't read no more with the new male authors that I need to read, right? <laughs> exactly. Yep. And there's so a lot that's of, what everybody needs to do. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of new ones coming in. So there's always somebody fresh and, you know, fresh face getting signed or fresh face popping up to cut wanting to write a book. It's, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people it coming is. in, especially with this quarantine and, you know, whoever. It's, I know there's a lot of people who are currently in prison, you know, they also like to write, and that's where a lot of the great writers sometimes come from. You know, yeah, they yeah. do a little, do a bit in jail, and they write, and they and they, they sell. Man, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, they keep themselves busy, and then they mm-hmm. come out with a hot book. So, you know, there's a lot of authors that come from different worlds and different, you know, ideals, and they all just want to do the same thing. We just trying to eat. Some people, you know, you know, we do have those authors that just want to come in and make money, and you can tell based off the way they write if they just trying to come yeah. in and just, Woo. you know, keep a quick income. You're saying yeah. 
for that, but uh, you can't really keep educating people on that if they want to be ignorant to it. But, yeah, no, hey, let me speak on that for a second. Um, and, and I mean, and that you just spoke a word, and I'm gonna tell you because people, the readers can tell when you're writing for money, no matter how veteran you are, and I'm gonna say that no matter how veteran you are, they can tell when you wrote that specific book for a check. Okay, when you put your heart and soul into it, they know that shit. They feel that shit. I'm telling you, you got to put 100000 into it. If you want it for a quick income, by all means, do what you got to do. Get your bread and butter, however you get it. You know what I'm saying? But do not get upset when you try to write it. You know, you, you keep doing it, and they keep seeing it. I'm telling you, it's a whole different. These people are very critical. I'm telling you. And you know that, like, that, they very, they will try to hurt your damn feelings. Exactly. Yeah. So they, yeah, you spoke a word just now. <laughs> and they definitely will too. They will hurt yourselves as quick as possible. But you know, I guess finally doing it for the better cause to make you better is it can either hurt you or make you better depending on how strong you are and how strong yeah permanent you want to be in this industry. You know, you gotta yeah. keep pushing. You know, like any industry, there's gonna be critics, there's gonna be controversy, there's gonna be people that say this or say that, say this. You know, so you just gotta keep. Pushing, you know, got to keep keeping yourself striving to be the best because in the end, that's all that's gonna matter. I mean, you gotta if you want it, you gonna go for it. You know, it's gonna take a you lot of time. To. That's gonna take a lot of time. It's gonna take a lot of patience and, and process and producing that energy to create magic. You know, you can't just write any little thing and hope that readers like it. You know, they understand, right. like you said, they understand when they read some bullshit. So, <laughs> one of the biggest fears we all got is all this wondering. It being our own critics and thinking, like, damn, man, is this some bullshit? Like, I wonder what they're going to like behind, you know? It'll drive you crazy. Yeah. I don't care how many books I got. Like, I swear to God, what I got, 63 books? I promise you. I don't care how many books I got. I am terrified every single time I drop a book. And my my skin is thick. I take them punches. You know what I'm saying? Like, I roll with the punches and everything, but it still hurts. I don't care what nobody say. That shit still hurt because it's your work. So I'm telling you, like, (laughs) it's a very usual, you know, it's usual. You know what I mean? Like, that's what happens to all of us. Uh, The passionate ones, the ones who, you know what I mean? Like, we just discussed, the ones who write from the heart. That should have hit, that should have eat your ass up. But then you know what else? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say, especially when you take a lot of time writing, it takes a month. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes most of us it takes about a month or maybe a couple of weeks at mm-hmm. best. This is your speed of writing, but you know, especially when you took a lot of time to write something and it comes back and it didn't get the results you thought it was gonna get. Now you're thinking like, damn, like am I cut out for this? You know, mm-hmm. so it can't be. It can't, yeah, it's a test of faith, but it's worth it, I guess. It is worth it, and you know what? Every hurt. It makes you better. I promise you. Like if you, you you should always notice a growth in your writing. You know what I mean? All that hurt comes growth. It's literally fucking cow. I mean cow horse. Whatever. What they use horse shit when they fertilize. <laughs> they use one of the motherfuckers. And yeah, that's that's literally what that hurt is. It fertilizes you. It makes you grow. And it gives you the insight. Cause sometimes, like you said, you said they can either hurt you or it can make you. It can be both. That hurt can make your ass better. You know what not to do. You know what I mean? You know what to do. 
you start to fuck, you know, you start to fluctuate and shit like that. Like, you find your rhythm. And, like, you, you already have your shit. You 29 books in. Like, it's always, you know, a room for growth thing. But you got your writing style. You know what I mean? And your audience is coming. Like, your audience is there already, but it's going to grow because I'm telling you, we're going to get this shit fixed. Yep. yep. It's a lot of dope authors, and like I said, whenever you drop, or even if you got some book links you want to drop, you know what I mean, let me know. Drop them in the thing, you know, in my group, and I'll approve them. I mean, like, you know, whatever you want to do, you know what I mean, just to get this shit out there because it's honestly not fair. You know what I mean? And it almost go back to the, you know, of course, you you know, you know about the days when women didn't have a fair advantage in the workplace type thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's like a reversal. You know what I mean? Like, women are at an advantage right now. You know what I mean? We could be even. Why not? Yeah, yeah. What's up? It was like that. Exactly. Same show, same everything. And I don't think a lot of people see that, you know, that it's starting to become a reversal. I mean, they would, I mean, they, some people will make it a thing of world that, well, they are feeling our pain from the past and this and that, and they can deal with it. No. Yeah, it's like, I don't like that because I feel like that back in the day. It don't got to be like that for either one of us. You know, we are already going through enough as minorities with the world and, you know, the government and whoever dealing with the shit we deal with every day, being lynched, being killed, being murdered, you know, by those who are supposed to be protecting us. So we shouldn't have to worry about our own people not wanting to put money there or help us stay afloat monetary-wise. Because I think we mm-hmm. all can shut up each other and keep supporting each other, man. We just have to. No, fighting each other. When you look at the – it's crazy because um, I was in this group briefly, this little reader's group or author's group or something. It was a dumbass group I was in. And you could tell – that the majority of the people in that group were Caucasian. And mm. I remember one post where a woman, she made a status asking uh, if she could, if, if only black male authors, or it was something like, I need new male authors to read, but not white ones, though, not white Caucasian authors, only black authors. That was what the post said. She got her post reported. She got her post flagged, violated, whatever you want to call what? it. She got that motherfucker took down. She got read for it. But they went crazy on her in that group. And I almost wanted to comment and tag the people like, man, y'all see how these motherfuckers be doing us in this industry? Yeah. But I just thought about it like, you know, it ain't even worth it, man. Because a lot of times these are white authors, Caucasian authors, be writing incest books and shit. I don't really care about them. They write great books. Yes. You know, I don't know what's up with that. Big books, you know, do whatever they, they got to do. And, and we, you know, we we have our own crazy storyline. I got a crazy storyline coming up that um, the title was going to make people think is one of those types of books, but it's really not. But see, that's going to be something I keep on the shelf until I get mm-hmm. it finished. A little hint towards that. But, you know, them, they just, they do a lot to the tree as focused as it is. So we got to show love to each other, you know. Definitely. And, you know, um, I actually want your thoughts on this because I see how you post. So I'm going to shift a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to shift this a little bit, okay? I see how you post. So I know you got a response for this. Um. Uh, I keep saying, and I know you see it too, I keep seeing this uh, divide between black men, black women, and they're they making it more prevalent online. You know what I mean? It's a social media thing. Uh, I see a lot of posts where they post white women with big asses bent over and, you know, shit like that, and that's supposed to be our worst nightmare. Do you, to me, I'm going to tell you, when I see shit like that, it makes me think, so is that all y'all think of us? 
You know right. what I mean? That we, we just ass and ghetto and bent over. Why should we be upset at her doing that to her? All of us are not like that. All of us don't do that. That is not a us thing. Like, why are y'all attributing that to black women? So it's like this this fight between black women and white, I mean, black men, black women. Like, how do you feel about that? Do you see that divide? It's like, damn, what's going on? Yeah, there is a huge divide. I mean, it gets worse, you know, when, when you talk about, like, just dynamic of relationships between women and men. From our from our particular ethnicity, is like I don't understand. It. I mean, I never really could understand why it's like that. I guess I do, but I don't want to understand it. Um, that's that's why whenever I see like black love or marriage, or, you know, two people really get in love with each other, two black, you know, like that one. I think it's like a one page. It's called like Black Revolution or something. Black couple yeah. revolution. Something. Keep posting all black love and this and that. I love that page to show that that still can exist in this world and it bothers me that Facebook and social media period I hate, this is why I love social media but I also hate social media because I hate the way that social media has structured us and our minds and make us think yep. certain things, make us believe certain things even when we believe something opposite so you start to read statuses like don't date a man who does this or that or don't date a black man who plays video games, something for example Women start to follow that, you know. They start to follow yep. the idea, follow that. And me and too, you know, don't date a woman who just does this, or don't date a woman who don't want to cook for you. It's shit like that, where people don't want to believe their own idealistic views. They want to go off social media's, you know, so-called therapy, you know, therapy or yeah. using therapists and uh, taking their ideas and running with it instead of just doing their own thing. Now you got this cult developing based off it social is a media. Cult. Yeah, that nobody wants to move on their own. Everybody, has, you know, when they go on relationships, they go based on what they see on social media. Social media has become the new chapter book, has become the new advice column for people. So you can hear, you can almost hear that rhetoric bouncing off people's mouths when they talk to you about what they want mm-hmm. in a relationship. It's all on social media. And it's like, why That's are you... literally what they get from there. Exactly. Why are you allowing Facebook and Twitter to develop you as a, a, a partner? Person. A wife or a husband. It's crazy. No, it's really crazy. It is. It's actually embarrassing. I always get embarrassed when I see posts like that from black people, even if it's the women. Don't, uh, you know, black men who do this or do that and the other, you know, just just tearing each other down. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, why? Why y'all doing that? Y'all, they hate, everybody hates us enough. And I will always say, I never look for acceptance or love or, or none of that shit from, you know, white people. I'm not looking for their acceptance. I don't care if they ever respect me. They're, if they don't, I don't care. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, we have to start respecting ourselves within the black community. You know what I mean? Let's start there. Let's let our kids look up to us. Everybody want to be future or some funky-ass bitch. Like, I don't understand that. Like, don't nobody seem to have goals anymore? I don't get it. Like, and then you see, I'm so, I'm going to tell you something, something that, I got so mad, but I can't let it get me mad. That's why I smoke. I'm sitting there looking at future Twitter, right? <laughs> and I'm reading all these things. And if you look at the comments, our fucking future is dead. These people are imbeciles. Like, I swear to God, they have this thing where he could say, fuck all bitches, ride for your niggas, and bust in these bitches' mouths and treat them like shit. And they like, oh, God, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Are you fucking, 
You have sisters. You have daughters. Is that what you want them treated like? Exactly. I, yep. I get so frustrated with this whole thing. I feel so jealous that I was not raised in the 50s and 60s, even though racism was worse, but it's shit bad now, but whatever, it's worse off. But it's like they had the men protecting them. The men stood up. They stood on the fucking front line. Now they, we all bitches and hoes, and that's it. (laughs) I mean, they used to literally wear suits. They used to, every, you don't have to wear a suit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like they had, they were men. They were gentlemen. They were protectors. They were everything. Yeah. And it's just like, what do we have now? Exactly. And it, that's why it's refreshing to see guys like you and, you know, the other male authors I talk about, like, you know, the, at least the ones that I see on there. You know what I mean? To see how y'all carry yourselves because it's like it's a, a, a refreshing thing. Because to see men not talk about women like, fucking cattle and, you know, like, we fucking expendable objects objectified us. You know, like, you don't, y'all don't speak like that. So yeah. it's refreshing to see. And it's just like, damn, I wonder if we ever going to be able to heal. I hope so. I truly hope so. Because it, the way it's set up now, social media only becomes more polarized by the day. But I feel like at some point there should be some type of break where we can get back to reality and people can start to distance themselves from that mentality and be like, okay, it was like that before, but it don't have to be like that now type shit. You know, it can be more of a situation where we can look at each other differently outside. That's why I try to keep myself away from social time so I can develop my, my mind in a way where nothing can deteriorate me from my mentality or my views if it's not from a positive outlook. Yeah. I mean, that's what really what it is that people don't take into account how dangerous social media when you stay on it 24-7, reading this, reading that, about our black men and women. Now you got a mentality you probably wouldn't have had had you not taken into that, that view and painting that for so long, you know. It's, it's crazy, but I do hope, like you said, like, we can get back to the status quo and start treating each other better. I swear. It's like, it's, it's disgusting at this point. And it's like, you know, people just dropping kids. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, you can have your children. You know what I mean? As long as you take care of them. But, you know, I really hate to see, like, how some people, like, how it, the like the black home is, is broken. You know what I mean? Like, you had my parents, right? My parents were married for 30-something years until my father died in 2015. So they had that long, you know, they had that marriage. It would have probably been longer. You know what I mean? Had he not passed away. But yeah. it's like they had that long marriage. You know what I mean? Like it was family. And now it seems like the black family has disappeared somehow. We have black families. I have a black family. I know black families. You know what I mean? But it's like, damn, you know what I mean? Like you have a step back and be like, damn. And, and But then right. you do also think about, um, how some marriages back then were only based on convenience, and they had to deal with a lot of shit. Yep. So you also had that. But you know what I mean? For the most part, a lot of them people loved each other to death and did. 
And it's like, you know, the the dynamics of everything has changed. And, you know, I can't even just put it on the black community. Less white people, less, a lot of people are not getting married. A lot of people are not having families anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's always, you know, I just wish, you know, something like that. They call it old school, you know, and shit like that. But I don't see that as old school. Yes, you can be a single parent and be amazing. I was amazing until I, you know, when I got married, that's when it became, you know, but I was a good single parent. I couldn't teach my son how to be a man. That was the only thing, you know what I mean? Like, but that's when the father's supposed to come into play, right? Yep. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? So it's like, wow, you know, like, how do you feel about that? Like, you know, the dynamic of the black family. I feel like it's it's definitely devalued some. Um, from before I was born, like the 80s, 90s, where you had a lot of strong, even on TV now, if you notice, you know, there are some shows that try to promote strong black families, but those are more from a stereotypical standpoint. Remember, like, the shows like Good Times and things like uh-huh. that, so, where they promoted black families from a more positive outlook. Really, you know, yeah. You know, maybe blackish or something like that. You don't really see that too often, even on TV. I think that that also carries over to reality where the black family is always fractured because a lot of people are having kids with people they probably shouldn't have having kids with, you know. And and it happens. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Some situations were a little bit more on the morbid side or maybe somebody was taken advantage of and now you have to get out of that. And you never mm-hmm. really know until you sit down and talk to them. So I think people, you know, that's one of the reasons why a lot of black families aren't should be. Because some people... But have planned a kid with somebody, and then that person changed. You know that always happens too. Is that there's there's a character being played until a certain scenario happens, and now the person is. Baby, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, man, for real. A, a person will show you what they want, and it has been clear evident since the beginning of time. Okay, a person will literally show you what they want you to see. And it never can be hidden too long. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, you can't hide it too long. And that's when that flip, that switch flip on your ass, and then you fucked up. I had somebody the other day. I was having a conversation um, sitting outside with my neighbor. And they would say he was talking about his baby mother. So I talked about, you know, we were talking about baby mother's father thing like that. And he would ask me, well, if he was this, why would you have a baby by him? My My thing is. You think you know somebody, you can live with somebody 75 years, bro, and then you would never know everything about them. I promise you that. Exactly. Some people are very good at hiding things, and then when the shit come out, it's like a biggest shock in the fucking world. I didn't know this. You know what I mean? You with somebody, you think they perfect. But it, it just happens. You know what I mean? Motherfuckers get crazy on your ass. And that was a crazy motherfucker, but I was not about to get an abortion just because he was crazy. I took care of my child by myself and then asked for a dime. I was fine. So don't ask me why I had a baby by him. I had it because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, the motherfucker flipped the switch, and I flipped it right back on his ass. Goodbye. Lights off. <laughs> Fuck wrong with you. <laughs> that's how it's true because, you know, it's like you said, you can know somebody for so many years, and then they just start to change on you. And it's like, damn, mm-hmm. like, I really ever, ever know this person, you know. And, and that's what happens. You know, it's one of those natural occurrences, I think, in today's generation is that that shit typically does happen. You know, you might know somebody for a couple of weeks, but you never really do So stuff happens. But I think, I think that's one of the reasons why I think black families don't 
I ain't gonna say cease to exist, but they don't they're not as prevalent as they should be. Mm-hmm. And I like but, to see it. Yeah, and I like to see it too. It's another one of those things that I think could change, but if circumstances around them change first, it changes dynamics. Because that's that is something that I think could change. I mean, it's not like we're we're becoming extinct, you know, and black people are world. We we're populating more and more every day. Well, I think in the future, I hope this is more black, strong black families, you know, um, mothers, dads, because everybody needs a father, everybody needs a mom. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm telling you because that, that's what makes a, a, you know, some people can be raised good and still act crazy, you know what I mean? But most of the time, you know, it works out. You got a good family, you got a good solid foundation, then the house is going to be steady. Mm-hmm. So it's like that. that is very well. So do you have a family? Like, are you single? You got a wife? You got a girlfriend, two side chicks? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I'm just focused on myself right now. Obviously, um, um, I would say it's always a situation open to dating, full-fledged, dating somebody. Uh, I'm just kind of playing it by you right now and just chilling. And Uh-oh, ladies, he's single. He living. Hey. <laughs> yes. Okay. Focus on your career. And you know what? A lot of people are so selfish that they would not like somebody who focuses on their damn career now understanding that people have goals in mind and a piece of pussy can't stop a goal. It would be good to have with the goal, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> crazy because people sometimes, you know, I think it's important with us in my city, though. I think that a lot of us don't take writing seriously. Like in this mm-hmm. city, you know, well, I've always said maybe moving somewhere else. And I do have uh, people in my life I consider both to me to uh, look to can, can look to for support and just talking outside of writing. You know, but the dating world for me is just it's just an open book. Like I always look at that and look at everything pertaining to that is like, well, if it happens, it happens, you know. I date, I love to date, I love to go on dates, I love to meet. Oh. I also don't like to have my time wasted just like everybody else do. So it's just, you know, I like uh, to have my time wasted. <laughs> just don't waste, yes. Okay, okay, I hear you over there talking. Oh, look, they about to go to, they about to send you a bad signal, man. They're going to be in your inbox. <laughs> I know they be already in there typing away. Hey, look, what, so you got any more books coming out? I know you do. That's a dumb question. I know it's no such thing as a dumb question, but that was a dumb one. I know you got some books coming out. So, like, I, what can they expect? And, you know, I have, like, three books outlined I'm working on. Since the 30th one, um, the 30th one has been pushing. Every time I think so, with like, to put out some more content, you know, with stand-up write those forever, forever in a day, you know, and never really be done with it. Um, so I'm actually looking forward to finishing this one up, and this is a crazy, one of those storylines mm-hmm. think about, you know, it's one of storylines that kind of takes it back to my first book, um, well, a couple of my, my, my previous books where I'm kind of combining an exotic world, you know, involving the pornography world, involving that aspect. And then also involving obviously black romance, involving you know a stripper, involving all these different things in one book. So it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be dope. It's gonna. Ooh, I like strippers. You know, 
kind of one of those books where you gotta, you gotta read it a couple of times. You gotta think about like, damn, like, like how did that happen? Like, why did it happen like Ooh, that? Oh, like, it's gonna like, fuck your head up. Yeah, it's one of those mind twisters. And then I had two short stories. I love those. Very simple, very you know, cool, collected love, like romance kind of. You know, she's gotta have it type feel to it and. I like having those types of books too because you want to distance yourself sometimes from what you do. You know, you don't want to spend three or four years writing the same things over and over again. Sometimes you want to, you know, let me chill and write. That's what I'm I got. It's a mixture. It's going to be wild though. You got to do the mixture, and that's when you find your real awakening. I promise you. When you write some wild shit, like some shit that's like, okay, it's time to fuck the game up, that's when that awakening comes. You know, you have a few awakenings, but this awakening right here you about to put out, <laughs> that shit going to be crazy. So make sure you tag me. Make sure you drop it in the group. I will buy it. Got you. Got you covered. You have a cover for you, or you going to take it off the shelf? You said you're going to wait a minute. Oh yeah, the cover. Yeah, the cover's coming. The cover's definitely coming. Um, I have a couple of covers ordered that I'm waiting for right now for like the next three books. And you know, obviously I do my own covers um, too, and then I do covers for other authors. So uh, I'm just kind of keeping my hands in every different aspect while I'm writing, waiting for my stuff to come. So, um, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Tiso because I'm I'm thanking her, you know, signing male authors, because a lot of people don't sign male authors or don't want to, and I'm glad, you know what I mean, you were able to find two publishing homes. You know what I mean? Like, they weren't discriminating against your, you know, anatomy. So, you know, definitely a shout-out to Tease for that. And I, oh, wait, do you got, what's your social media handles? Do you have a group on Facebook? I do. I actually have one called Literary Lust. It's kind of a, it's not just necessarily a readings group. It's just kind of a group you can come in and just talk about anything erotic. The only problem with that is lately, Ooh. every time I get into that group, I always get blocked. So I've been kind of distancing myself. Ah. Yeah, you know, that's my last 30 days. I ain't want to have to deal oh, with that again. Shit. Oh, I know what you'll be doing because I'll be seeing you post on Twitter. I'll be seeing you tweet and shit. I'll be like, oh, look at yeah. him on being nasty. Look. <laughs> Facebook and kind of filter me a little bit, but that's cool because, you know, Facebook is one thing and then you got Instagram. Exactly. And Twitter. I, always Twitter. I don't know yeah. if you can tell, but I might ask be on there more than I be on Facebook. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Twitter is... On there talking oh. shit. <laughs> so what's your... Oh, wait, you got to give them everything. Like, IG. I'm talking about Twitter, IG, Facebook, everything, the whole thing. Oh, I got you. So my Twitter is <laughs> off the Cartier, but... My actual handle on there is my book's called Orgasms. I usually switch my Twitter handle every other week, but I've kept that one for a while. It's actually gotten me a couple of new readers. I'm going to keep that one. And then um, is off the Cartier. You know, I post a lot of different things on Instagram, like pictures of myself, pictures of my products, different things like that. Um, Facebook is Cartier. I have two pages on there. So it's my my regular page I've had since I was like in high school, which is Cartier Julian. <laughs> Then I have my author page, author Cardi. That page is where a lot of readers flock. A lot of, you know, I, I don't really post on that one unless I need to or unless I can <laughs> other page. But I do got that one in the cut, too. So definitely check out that one. Add that one. If you need to, you know, check down on Facebook, just add that page, and I'll contact you and go with you. So. Okay, bet. You, you, you want to give out your – you got an uh, author email? Yeah, and then, of course, yeah, also if you – 
if you're looking for a cover or if you're looking for just to contact me on a business handle, my Gmail oh, yeah. is authorcartier at gmail.com. So you can always uh, Gmail me there um, if you need anything. If you, like, for whatever reason, if I get blocked again, God forbid. You know, I'll oh, tell you hit my Gmail because God forbid I get notifications popping up on Gmail. So hit me up there if you really, really need to. Because <laughs> that's feeling. It ain't gonna happen no time soon, but I got a feeling Facebook gonna get me again at some point. So. Man, look, look, don't talk about getting blocked. You know I'm blocked, right? I've been blocked for six days, so hopefully that's why I'm trying to uh, drop this one, uh, this episode tomorrow, so I can be able to promote it because I'm still blocked for posting the truth. I don't know why they keep messing with me. <laughs> Yay! Why they keep doing this? But I'm gonna be good. So. Yes, hopefully when I get unblocked, they won't get me again. The Karens need to leave me the hell alone. So, <laughs> so no, I thank you so much. Like, I swear, I knew it would be like this. I knew you would be well-spoken. I knew you would be so articulate. I knew it all, I swear. Some people show, you know, another side on Facebook, but I knew it would be just like this. <laughs> I mean, opinionated, well-stated opinions. I mean, you got. I, I love to see it, especially from our black men, especially from our black author men. Okay, so I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for talking to me. Um, oh, yeah. I usually ask <laughs> everybody, "Can I get a fuck them book? Would you do that for me?" I sure did. Can I get a fuck them book? Can I get a fuck them book for you? Yeah. <laughs> so you're dope as hell, and and a lot of I think another one of those authors that are very underrated. You know, you could always have you have a huge following as it is, but you also could have a bigger one, just like everybody else. Or so, you, you know, keep your head up. I know this situation is crazy with the books dropping and all this shit Amazon be pulling, but uh, you know, keep your head up and keep going. Keep I love the podcast. Keep promoting yourself too, and you always got my support. You got all of our support. Thank you. That was so sweet. Thank you so much. You know, I swear I always need them words. I always need a damn word. It really is hard, and I appreciate them words right there. Like, I swear it felt it, for real. I really need shit like that on the regular because I get discouraged fast. And, you know, I bounce back faster, but I just don't want to feel like that all the time. And, you know, words like that really help me, you know what I mean, keep my shit together. So thank you so much. Oh, so, okay. Oh, my God, this has been fun. Look, I'm lagging on. Okay, thank you so much, and thank y'all for listening. Please go check out his book. <laughs> Excuse me, y'all. <laughs> Damn, we – go check out his book. Go check out – go to his handles. Follow him. Do all of that. KU, buy it, whatever the hell you got to do. Just make sure you support. He dope as fuck. I promise you never heard a bad thing about his book. I buy it myself, and I'm about to go buy some more. So thank you so much for joining me again. All right. Peace out. Peace out. Right there, good man. You know, Arthur Cartier, man, he was so dope just now. Thank you so much for coming to join me, my good man. Yeah, like for real. 
Um, you gave me a lot of insight. It is kind of hurtful to know what y'all go through as male authors. So I just got to say, you know, I'm sorry if I was blind to it. If, you know, a lot of us were blind to the, you know, the, the bias and stuff. So uh, we're going to do better. I promise you, we're going to be doing better. And, you know, you're going to flourish. You're already flourishing, but, you know, you're going to hit them heights that you wanted to hit. Thank you so much for coming to talk to me. I appreciate it. And may God bless you and continue to, you know, push your career to heights that you you couldn't imagine, you know. So thank you so much, brother. Appreciate it. Reminding you how bad you are Because, yes, he should not be sticking his dick in anything, y'all. We know this. But, good God, 53000 I ain't wanting to celebrate a nigga's misfortune. That's a lot of motherfucking money. But I do got two opinions. Um, One from Arthur Navi and one from Arthur Carmen Lachey. I wanted a male and female point of view on this. And, you know, they, they both got their opinions on it and it's well respected. I agree with both of them. But y'all go ahead and listen. They coming right back to back. So, um, just make sure future got it in this all in. <laughs> on Future and his new baby mama and the whole $53,000 child support is this. Yes, $53,000 is a lot of money to pay one person. I believe that's a lot of money. I personally think that it should have been lower. However, since can't control what child support court awarded her, she asked him for $400. He could even get her that. He probably denied the baby. And I could believe that he was telling her fuck off because we've seen Future in the media over the years, playing women left and right. Everybody coined the phrase, I'm good, love, enjoy from Future, telling this fucking lady that he was good, enjoy, and kicked out the hotel room after she didn't want to have sex with him. And nobody, it went over everybody's head that he kicked her out the room after she didn't want to fuck him. Only thing that stuck with everybody is I'm good, love, enjoy. So guess what? Enjoy that $53,000 you got paying child support. She good, love, enjoy. I have to put all blame. The problem is that he's not responsible with his DNA, regardless of whoever he's with, if they're gold diggers or whatever it may be, had eight different chances to get it right. And you decided to go do the same thing, which is insanity. A man is responsible for his DNA and how it's distributed. So the moment that you slide into a woman without protection 
and you come in her, you're giving her the right to do whatever she wants with your DNA. So if he doesn't have any self-respect for himself or his pockets, then I can't be upset with the women from hitting the pockets up. I mean, he's a grown man. He's not a child or someone who has no idea what he's doing. So it's all on him. I have to put it at the end of the day. It's his, it's his decision to keep doing the same thing over again. child support honey okay so of course everybody knows about you know this whole future in eliza situation um i'm gonna give my little two cents on it y'all know i always got something to say and it don't gotta be gospel you don't have to take what i say and and you know try to twist it or or try to make it like you know you know because i'm gonna give my point okay it's it's two sides it's a two-sided point okay I have two feelings on this situation, and I respect everybody else's opinion about it. I'm just asking for a little respect on this one because it's complicated to me. This is a very complicated situation, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I, for one, okay, am pro-life. I'm pro-choice, okay? I'm very pro-choice. Do what you want with your body. Nobody should ever tell you what to do with your body. So when I say pro-life, I mean, yes, you can have your baby. If it changes your life, then, you know, that's your life to change. If you don't want to change your life, that's what I mean. I'm pro-choice, pro-life, okay? So, and not the, the way y'all know it. You know what I mean? No, my way, okay? So, I am one to say, if your baby father don't want shit to do with your child, I'll never say, oh, no, nah, fuck it. I'm just having an abortion. Every child does need a father. Every child needs, you know, to be supported, whether it be financially, you know, morally, emotionally, mentally, all of that shit. A child needs, honestly. And... With Eliza's situation, we don't know what this girl went through. We don't know if she ever wanted to have a child before and, and you know, couldn't have one. This was her chance to have a child. I don't know her. But she did seem a little thirsty in the beginning when all this shit went down. But they also saying, let me see what it said, that she asked for 400 a month, which is very reasonable, seeing as though a bitch like me only get $18. You know what I'm saying? 400, cool. I think Future should have just been like, okay, I'll pay that. Because now if you look down these few months later, they're asking this man to pay, what was that, uh, $53,000 a fucking month? Now, my side, here go the flip side. Fuck that. That's some, that's some bullshit right there. No man should be paying $53,000 a month. And even I see people in the comments, your child should live like you live. Bruh, 
as long as your fucking child is taken care of, live in a nice fucking neighborhood, they don't have to have a fucking 25-bedroom fucking house just because their father has one. If they getting a good old education, I mean, this man paying for all that, like, do you really need $53,000 a month? That's more to take care of her motherfucking ass. Okay? Yes. $400, that's a little low. I ain't gonna lie because a lot of us have multiple children and we know how much it costs to raise a fucking child, like one child. So yes, $400, that's, you know, something she got to contribute, he got to contribute. I'm not going to tell them how to do their little situation or whatever, but at the same time, $53,000 is excessive. It's excessive, and I see people clapping. That's what he get. That's his 10th child. I'm not going to tell this man not to reproduce. Yes, he need to put a motherfucking a fucking gas lid on that bitch and stop the rain. But if he wants to keep having kids, by all means, even the kids he didn't want to have, nigga, you should have strapped up. But at the end of the day, I still do not think this man need to be paying $53,000 when he already got nine other kids. Now, do you ever hear about his other baby mothers saying he a deadbeat? Now, the only thing is, as far as financially, I guess he's not a deadbeat. I can't say he don't spend time with his kids. I can't say any of that shit. But what I do know is, the only public thing we see is the situation with him and Lil Future. So, it's like, we they never said he don't pay child support, none of that shit. It just, it, you know, it seems as if he's just not in his life. And, of course, they blame the woman. Uh, go figure, right? I mean, we get the butter every fucking, you know, thing. But, hey, anyway, that's a whole nother goddamn situation. And who knows? I'm high enough. I might go into that shit too. So <laughs> the thing is, is with future, <clears throat> he obviously don't know how to pull out. <laughs> like that's the fucking problem. Yes. He should be taking care of his kids financially. Y'all. I'm not saying that every child, like I said at the beginning, deserves that financial support. They deserve that, that, that emotional support. They deserve to have parents that are there for them. Yes. I swear to God, y'all, yes, I agree. But I am not about to applaud this woman getting $53,000 a month. If you can show me what you can spend on a fucking, what she won, like $53,000, bro, that's to take care of you. And I'm not saying she not doing nothing, but, like, at the end of the day, that's a little much. You know what I mean? Like, we do go hard on them. They go hard on us. But we don't want to see them motherfuckers bad, like, Child support, child support should not mean that um, the father can't take care of himself, you know what I mean, while taking care of his child. His child should be able to live comfortably in. Yes, I agree and everything, but for people to applaud somebody, you know, I know he rich or whatever, but let's talk about the average guy. You know, people applauding, you know, let's say the cable man, you know, he make $2,500 a week. I mean, every two weeks or something like that. And then you got bitches who, who get, let's see, 700 of that every week, you know, out of that. So that's $1,400 every two weeks, you know, $2,400 every month. You got bras who really getting that. I know people who get 3000 3500 and shit like that in child support. But then they listen to people who say, you probably can get more. And then they go and get more trying to be greedy when their child was already comfortable. Their child already had money. Now, I can say, yes, Future does have a lot of money. Would you say 5000 might be comfortable? You know what I mean? She, I mean, you know, like, 
it's a whole let's try to work together type thing because with 53,000 it looked like he's doing it all by himself that's not child support he's just taking care of the child alone and she's just living off of that that's all I'm saying I don't know what she does like a video I don't know what she does I looked her up so I mean honestly and but I don't agree with him going on that bashing spree and shit like calling her name she's not ugly at all so he can go ahead and keep that shit all that shit he was talking, you know, about her, the nigga, the call is coming from inside the house. So you might want to listen to yourself before you start talking shit. At the end of the day, I think 53 is a little excessive. 53,000, not 100, 53 motherfucking thousand is very excessive. I believe he needs to practice safe sex, put a motherfucking lid on his dick and stop playing. Or not complain about, you know, being a father to another child. At the end of the day, so that's my little two cents, y'all, because I just, I don't like seeing people happy that somebody might be taking advantage of a situation. Like, what is that really teaching your daughter at the end of the day? Have a baby by be me, baby, be a millionaire type thing? Like, no, how about, you know, let's take care of our child together. You know, like, let me show her something too. But as like I said, I ain't judging her. I don't know what she, you know, does. I don't know what she has her own money flowing in, you know what I mean? So, hey, hopefully the situation can be worked out. Hopefully they can lower that because that's a little much. Um, And, yeah, that's just my little shit on it. So, like I said, he really about to blow some motherfucking comments. And y'all know coming up, I'm about to start talking about Joe Biden ass. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. My opinion might shook us, shake us. Shook us motherfuckers a little bit, but hey, at the end of the day, I'm sure y'all, some people gonna agree. Everybody's not gonna agree with your thoughts. You know, that's why this is a fucking democracy. You have the choice to believe what you want and think and vote whoever you choose, regardless of what they do. Because if they got this motherfucker Trump in office, no matter what he does, them motherfuckers loyal. You know, go Joe. I'll be right back. Future about to fuck up some commas. Hey, dead ass, man. We're going to talk about Joe Biden for a quick second, and then I'm going to go ahead and say goodnight and let y'all go ahead and do what y'all do, man. Look, I know a lot of people might not agree with this, man, but that's why, you know, we got free will and ways of thinking. Joe Biden said what the hell he said. And y'all know he didn't mean it a certain way. I see a lot of people making it, you know, this big thing. But would it have been different? Yes, of course, if he was black and said it. But it's the fucking truth. Like, I'm sorry. Anybody who votes for Trump is literally voting for fucking chaos. Third world country type of motherfucking chaos. Like, you don't understand. These people riding real fucking hard for him, y'all. 
like riding real fucking hard for Trump no matter what he do or say. This man is a blatant fucking racist. He is a blatant sexist misogynist. And yet, and still, we have no problem letting him sit in office by saying we not voting blue because Joe Biden said uh, you ain't black. If Y'all say that shit all the time. Keep that same fucking energy when it come to everything else. When it come to interracial company, couples, keep that fucking energy, huh? Like, y'all sit there and call people not black and blah, blah, blah. It's okay for y'all to use it to y'all fucking advantage whenever the hell y'all want to use it. Like, I'm just saying, you would rather vote for Trump than fucking Joe Biden. Like, come on now. And he fucking right. I'm sorry. You could disagree with me all day. You know, it ain't got to be no argument. You got your opinion. I got mine. I'm sorry. He said what the hell he said, y'all. He did. And the the thing is, is like I said, keep that energy for everything else. We tell people how to be black all the time. We tell people they ain't black for this, this, and the other. Y'all don't want to hear it from somebody else. I'm just saying. I don't think he honestly meant anything by it. It was a stupid fucking joke, I guess. You know, like, it, has, it, it was just whatever. But I'm sorry, I'm still voting blue. I'm not voting fucking independent because we ain't got a chance to fucking get in the office. I, I ain't got no choice but to fucking blow, vote blue, man. I'm just saying. And y'all know how I feel about politics. Don't none of them give two shits about us. But at the end of the day, not voting mean what the fuck we got in office right now. That's what the hell it mean. I ain't got too much to say because I don't want to keep talking about it. But, yeah, I think a lot of it's been, you know, a little, this has been, like, overblown. You know, I'm real, you know, pro-respect for the races pro pro respect for our race you know what i mean like i'm real pro black but at the end of the day he is right about us not voting for a fool like fucking trump period maybe he should have kept the little part out about you ain't being black we could say that okay we could say it to each other i suppose but like maybe we need to stop like you know what i mean because it don't sound good now do it like, it don't really sound too good coming out of the lips like that. Like, it really don't. So maybe we should all think about how we use that, you know. It's just don't do it anymore. Everybody's black is different, I guess. You know what I mean? Yes, it disgusts me to see coons and fucking Uncle Toms. Yes. Are we talking about black as a culture or black skin? Because you got some people with black skin who won't call themselves black. I mean, I'm talking about, like, the Dominicans, darker than me, shit like that. So are we talking culturally? I mean, which one? I don't know. I wish I could have got some insight on this, but I couldn't, um, you know, get any comments on it. But, you know, hopefully next time I speak politics, I get somebody to rap with me or something like that. You know what I mean? So we can share, you know, our opinions. And even if somebody who don't agree with me, I would love to talk to them. You know what I mean? To hear their side of it because, you know, I'm not going to argue with anybody. I just think everybody's opinion should be heard. So um, I'm probably about to go in the house and take a damn nap. I've been up late as hell, y'all. I appreciate y'all coming fucking with me again. Season two, super duper excited. I can't wait. And next um episode, we have some new segments. And yes, Shay Jones is coming back. Of course she was. So yes, I can't wait. I'm super excited. So I'm trying to figure out what I should play. Y'all know I like to end it on some little smooth shit. So let me see. But um, what else? What I had? Mind your business plan. I don't know. Yeah, it was mind your business by uh K Millie the God. So yeah. All right, ready? All right, let me see. <laughs> I'm about to put the song on. Got y'all. Good night, Diamonds. And I'll see y'all again on another episode of Fuck Them Books. 
with Ebony Diamonds. So these niggas can't breathe when I come through, home to some shoes. Gotta be 20 men, it's not even funny, they can't. It's so cold, too tight, the left looks too right. You know what, you right, these bitches can't. Look, look, they hearts racing, they start chasing bombs so fast when I blow past that they can't. In the presence of the man, your future look better than your past. If you're present with the man, you better. You niggas can't shit in my air I walk a mile in the pair I wear And I'm getting better year by year Like they say wine do Cops couldn't smell me if you brought the canines through And I pace myself I know these money hungry bitches wanna taste my wealth But I keep them on a diet Embrace they health Or even keep them on the quiet And space myself And just take a deep breath I got them grabbing their chest Cause it's hurting them to see fab in his best And they in their worst They'd rather see me lay in a hearse than lay in the back, and I ain't just laying the verse. I'm saying the facts. I came back with some sick and stones. I got these broke niggas looking at me like they're choking on a chicken bone. Heavy chicken bone, can't leave the pick alone. So I know it's one of them every time I pick my phone. Bleed. One in the two, two, two in the three, three, three in the four, four, three. You gotta breathe. One in the two, two, two in the three, three, three in the four, four, three. You gotta breathe. One in the two, two, two in the Then you gotta, 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 then you g